we've only podcast. been cast we've only been doing it for two years i know with almost another podcast three. even almost i'm not gonna three. lie sometimes i miss listening back to our fun stories that we did because i really enjoyed the story time <laughs> i don't even have a memory of really what we were doing i actually really like that podcast it's just that we didn't really have an understanding of how to make a podcast <laughs> it was kind of just fun for us and i really enjoyed it yeah me too i thought that was it was a joy it was a little bit of work though it was a lot it wasn't a little it was a lot of work it, we started giving ourselves too many things to do i think right uh, we did and, uh, what did we have going on we had too much we had we had uh we had to find misconnections we ha- and then um, write a fictional narrative <laughs> and we both did we both did one and then um uh, and we had a section see. that we would read off the internet, something interesting we found or something funny. Yes. And it was just called uh, Travis and John on the internet. It, was, then... so, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite a joy because we started it in 2020, like in the fall. We started it like as soon as COVID happened. Yeah, we basically. Were... Right. We did a we did the, the COVID podcast and. I, I enjoyed it. It was me fun. Too. We always like tried to be like relevant with like holidays that were going on. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and I still have like a rolling document of, of all of at least my uh, misconnections that I wrote. The fictional I, things. I think I have them. I think I have, oh, do I? Yeah. And we always talked about putting a book together. We did. And so that's why I saved them. So if you have them, just email them to me and I'll make a little gift for you. <laughs> I need to find I need to find them because if I do have them, then I'm absolutely going to email them to you. But I don't know if I have the um misconnections that go with them. Yeah. I remember I was like I was very at first I was like really hardcore on the sound effects. Yeah. And, and then I got, there was just way too much work at, some, at one point. It's, I'm sure it was too much, but also like it didn't need it. <laughs> Misconnections theater was seriously my yeah. favorite thing. It was the best thing in the world. And I remember I, there was one, there was one episode, one version I was particularly proud of where this, this lady, the street walking lady at a bus stop gets into like, that walks into traffic and causes like an enormous accident. <laughs> and, like, it was all, and there was like all the crash sound effects and somebody. Yeah. Goes, oh yeah. My yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> there, were f- there were ones that were really fun, real standouts. Yeah. You had a real, you had a recurring characters. That I had I recurring loved. characters. I loved and adored. <laughs> I loved, um, <laughs> who was a, who was a. I'm trying to remember. Andy, his- I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember what his name was. And then we had the crime one, the one yeah. that the reoccurring crime one, and then the clown. Uh, yeah, we had the parking clown. lot clown uh, was a reoccurring. But there was also the disembodied voice that would come, yes. the nefarious disembodied voice and that would surprise you and be like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, has yeah, all yeah. been your nightmare. And yeah, it's turn uh-huh. the story. Yeah, the disembodied voice was fun. <laughs> that was really, really good. John, I do miss I, those days. I do too, but it's okay because we can reminisce about them. Yeah. And, and enjoy them. Yeah. And that's just a little sneak peek into something nobody listening right now will ever get ever to hear. 
ever get to hear it. And that's just for you and I. It is. And that's all right. Everybody can wonder what Misconnections Theater is, but we're telling you, you guys, had you been there and we wish you were because maybe it would have given us more incentive <laughs> to continue. But John and I really put yeah. in a shitload of work. That was we, so fun. Yeah. And it was amazing for but us. Then, but then we started to just want to do movie reviews and that's how, well, how we got Mean Girls Interrupted. Yep. Which is what you're listening to now, Mean Girls mm-hmm. Interrupted, which in the beginning of this podcast, for those who are new here or just now listening, um, we got Mean Girls Interrupted. It's a mashup from Girl Interrupted and Mean Girls, obviously, if you don't know. But our titles for each episode used to be a mashup of a movie, but we realized it was a little bit too confusing. <laughs> if you're like, what are we getting into today? It a, yeah, it was a little bit too confusing. So we ended up just, <laughs> just simplifying our I titles forgot- to the movie. I forgot that we even did that. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. How we just like have amnesia as we go along. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> so we've done a little bit of changing here. Yeah. What was what oh, was shit. our what was our first one? Was it like the not the wedding planner? Was it no? I no, monster in law. Yeah, monster in law. That was our very first episode that we did. Monster and law-abiding citizen. Yeah, monster-in law-abiding citizen is what that was titled. Great. Genius. It actually really is. I love a good movie mashup title. Yeah, and that was birthed from just us texting back and forth like crazy mashups. Yeah, I was at work when we were doing it. We came up with some real zingers. Oh, and your friend Nicole did too, I remember. She did. She yeah. actually came up with uh, she came up with some mashups for us. So you bring that up today at Thai food. <laughs> I'm going to. So for everyone uh, out there who's been listening to us reminisce, mm-hmm. today we are going to be doing the movie Waiting to Exhale. Um, yes. So this movie stars Whitney Houston. Uh-huh. Uh, freaking gorgeous. Honestly, every, the Whitney Houston, legend. every single woman in this movie is so beautiful. I mean, Angela Bassett, uh, give me a break, dude. Uh, yeah, the, from give her introduction, me. her introduction to the movie is her sitting at her vanity in like her beautiful Adobe mansion, and she is Bernadine, and she is looking really great. She has her hair done, her makeup is completely done. done. She's going to be going out a night out with her husband. And then she has a, a turn of events. Yeah. John, she is eating up that scenery. I'm I telling you. It's so good. It's she so good. is. She is just a movie star. She is uh, a freaking movie star, dude. A movie star. But we'll get into it because there's a we lot will. of moments. But this also stars Loretta Devine. Yes. Who we but all. Doesn't she play Gloria? Uh, or does yeah, she, she play plays, Robin? No, she plays Gloria. Yeah, Robin she's Gloria. Played, uh, Robin is played by Lila Rashan. By the way, freaking, I mean, so beautiful. Uh, so Lila Rashan. <laughs> like, it's so insanely <laughs> I like, beautiful. I was looking at her through this whole thing. I was like, damn. Like, she really, she could have it-girled so hard. John, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was, was thinking the same thing. I'm like, dude, the perfect age. Like, yeah, they're all stars in their own right. And like Whitney Houston was already a legend. I mean, obviously. Point. And like, like Whitney Houston, like graced this movie with her presence. <laughs> you know what? She actually is. Okay. So here's the thing. I've never watched Whitney Houston in a movie. I don't know if she's in others. She's, good. And- she's in bodyguard, which I think she is I don't- not bad. No, she, she knows how to do 
acting. Yeah, like, rest in peace, because dude, she truly was like a yeah. massive talent. She enormous talent, enormous talent. Also, open drug abuser. <laughs> yes, <laughs> unfortunately, and she very... said that she was a drug abuser. She was on drugs, and she uh, also didn't care who knew about it. And she was like, "This is my life, and I'm going to do what I want." Hey, and that's the best way to live your life. Like, who cares? I know, but it's just it's it's really it is a tragedy because it, it yeah. ended up taking her life. A massive talent. A massive yeah. talent. I still will. I will still hearken back to like Whitney Houston music. Like, um, I want to dance with somebody is one of my favorite of course, songs. Absolutely. Is, it's just like that nostalgia from uh, Whitney Houston was was on here and there uh, throughout the eclectic music of the household during childhood, and th this movie kind of um, sparked that up actually because it was made in 1995. Yes, and in 1995 music was all over the place in our household i had an a, an older brother who was four years older than me so he was like entering his teenage years and experiencing all the the mid-90s music so we had a lot of stuff going on we had tlc who makes an appearance in this movie with creep oh, and creep God. was one of my favorite songs in 1995 as like a young person i was like maybe eight or nine yeah and so um yeah so that movie resonates and the whole tlc um that initial album with like waterfall on it was huge oh, for me so um, good that that song waterfall is if you ever have analyzed the lyrics is a huge bummer too yeah and the music video is all about like people messing up <laughs> yeah it is a, it is an insane bummer uh yeah, but it's exactly. an amazing song oh my gosh talk about freaking talents dude yeah but also i was surprised that mariah carey didn't make a little um musical cameo in this movie because that was her big pop album was in this this time frame here's uh, the thing though is like it's we love Mariah here. Everyone, just so you know, we love Mariah here. She, she is a diva. Mariah, that was my first album that I ever owned. Yeah. Was one of Mariah Carey's albums. And I got it from my friend Stanley's mother. Her name was April. I'll never forget. She was gorgeous brunette. <laughs> and she loved Mariah Carey. And I first heard her, Mariah Carey at You're their like, house. Yeah. And so, I, and I was like, okay. So officially, I should have known then that I was a big old queer. Yeah, but I same, listened. Same. I listened to that album just nonstop. Yeah, we ran that album into the ground. Yeah, so many, <laughs> it was a, a lot. But also in our house was like Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins. Yep. Uh huh. Um, well, who else was there? Well, the album Dookie, I'm sure, by Green Day. Yes. Yeah, right. With like, um, and we had like MTV at the time. And yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were always watching those videos. And um, who else was there? I mean, there was like Jewel was made an appearance. Yeah. That, that first real Jewel album. And then, uh, yeah, who else was there? So many good, so many iconic things. But Whitney Houston and TLC were like in the mix prominently. Yeah. So, And also my mom loved the movie Bodyguard, which I don't know came out before this or after. I, I'm like I said, I've never watched it and I didn't know she was in another movie. I know of the movie. Bodyguard. Oscar nominated bodyguard. What? Oh yeah. 
body. I'm going to, I'm going to have to watch this. Also just a little touch off the rails over here. I was looking for color out of space cause I'm trying to find it and watch it, but I need to <laughs> anyway, I'm going to let you know when I do. So <laughs> you need to let me know what you think about that movie. I'm going to let you know when I watch it, but back to Whitney Houston <laughs> and Angela Bassett and all Angela of these Bassett. amazing talents in this movie. As Ariana DeBose says, she did the thing. I mean, she did not do it. I mean, yeah. Also, uh, okay, so Angela Bassett was also in the household because my mom also loved the, whenever she plays uh, Tina Turner in the Ike and Tina Turner movie. John, I've never watched that. Oh, my God. Okay. It's crazy. Okay, I have to watch this. Yeah, you do. It's I can, dude, I can Angela Bassett canon. For sure. She's I Angela Bassetting so hard in that movie. Well, I love that because there's no other way I want Angela Bassett to be. I know. She's so iconic. Which now makes me want to watch Wakanda forever, but only for her. Yeah. Well, that's uh, available now on Disney+. Plus. I might watch it. The thing yeah. is, it's like, I like the first Wakanda fe- forever, but like, or not the first Wakanda Forever. I liked <laughs> the first installment. Wakanda of Forever Part One. Yeah, Wakanda Forever Part One. Um, it does kind of I, pick up exactly where it left off. I believe. I enjoyed the movie. I just was like not blown away. I'm. It's hard for me. The thing is, is like you're never going to be blown away by a Marvel movie. That's the thing for me. I want it's, to it's be the Marvel blown movie, away. The Marvel movie flavor for me doesn't really hit. Hard. And I love, don't get me wrong. I love Marvel and I've watched every single one of them in the order you're supposed to watch them. Yeah. But Black Panther, like Black Panther was good. You have, in, you have insane visuals. Yes. One, uh-huh. like, uh, whenever they take the, um, that hallucinogen, that, uh-huh. that plant that's like really prized and they visit their ancestors. Yes. Those visuals were insane. Uh-huh. And then, like, as the movie goes on, it sort of, like, fits itself visually back into, like, that high-key mar- uh-huh. high lighting Marvel universe. Like, you're yep. watching a Captain America thing. Uh-huh. Like, whenever they leave Wakanda. Yeah. But, yeah, which, I don't know. Mar- Marvel's got to figure out another way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> start making more of their movies rated R, in my opinion. Um. Uh, so, DC, Competitor... They should have been doing that for a long time and they were kind of dipping their toes into it. And it seems like they're going to start doing things like that because they're doing like a swap, a swamp thing, a movie that's like hard R. I just directed want... by directed by James Mangold, who did that um, Logan movie, which I think is the best yes. Wolverine movie. Logan. Yes. <clears throat> uh, anyway, what are we talking about? Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela Bassett. This is Mean Girls Interrupted, everyone. We do get interrupted by our own <laughs> thoughts. Um, it's the perfect title. We're um, not mean, though. No, definitely not. It's a misleading title. It's a misnomer. Yeah. Uh, we're not mean. Also, I do want to say this up top before, because I want you to tell me how much this cost. Also, they did major justice to Arizona. They made it look so beautiful. I didn't know this was set in Phoenix. Yeah, it's Phoenix. It's and Phoenix. It, there's actual landmarks that I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. I, I'm like, I was, hold on. I was excited. And like, because it, just to catch everybody up who doesn't know, uh, Travis currently lives in the Phoenix area and has spent some time there already. And I have spent about eight years or nine years of my adult life working in Phoenix. 
and I was picking up, they really filmed this in Phoenix. I know. That's why I was shocked because I was like, did they do parts of this? And I was like, no, this is absolutely the Camelback Mountains. This absolutely. is this Even is the straight. ending shot, even the ending shot. Right. They're in Phoenix. They are. And you want to know what? I was, I'm like fully impressed by it because, but they picked, of course, they picked all the most gorgeous places here. I mean, mm-hmm. Arizona oh. is a beautiful state, hands it's- down. It is. I mean, a Phoenix itself has little tiny gems that are old. They are uh-huh. hyper stylized because Frank Lloyd Wright is yep. from Phoenix. Yeah. And so there's Frank Lloyd Wright influence everywhere, which is classy as hell. Yeah, and it's great. They they do a really great scene with Angela Bassett smoking at the bar with right. uh, Wesley Snipes. And no, not Wesley Snipes. Oh, my um, God. I don't know who that actor is, but when it, they're, where are they at? They're at the Biltmore. They're are at they the Biltmore. The, they're at the Biltmore. And I was like, this is. And it's is. completely Wesley Snipes. And um, so they are um, they're smoking at the bar. It's at the Biltmore. You're right. And you, I just like, whenever that they did that first shot, I was like, oh my right. God. Right. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. I was, I'm like actually shocked by all the set pieces they had. It looked amazing. They were on location. Very cool. Very, like they, I, they really made it look great. Uh, yes, absolutely. So how much so, did this movie cost to make? Oh, uh, this movie cost $16 million in 1995. That's a lot for 95. Yeah, it is. Cause they, they talk about the price of gas in this movie at one point, And I'm like, what? John, $7 <laughs> for him to fill up his tank. She said she gave him a 20 and it cost $7 to fill up the tank. And he didn't give her the change. Seven bucks. I was, yeah. I was and like, John, I turned over to my redacted and I was just like $7. That's a price of one gallon now. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely crazy, but shocking even. Um, yeah, I would say it was definitely shocking. So 16 million. Yeah, 16 million. I'm just trying to look into the cast here. Who directed this? You're, I saw the credits and I was like, what? It's Forrest Whitaker. Are you serious? I did. I had no idea. Like this Forrest movie Whitaker out. directed this? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's insane. I'm like, why hasn't Forrest Whitaker done like a million other movies directing wise also young Denzel yo Mm -hmm. I mean come on (laughs) wait is Denzel Washington in this isn't that him no 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 no. but the cast is wait no who okay tell me the cast because Mm mm-hmm yeah, just give it a second. So it's Whitney Houston, Angela Bassett, Loretta Devine, Leela Rashan as our as our female leads. They're all sort of co-leading this thing, I believe. Uh, yeah. it, it is an ensemble for sure. I would and, say. Uh, Gregory Hines plays Marvin, who is um, Loretta, Gloria's um, new neighbor, who she yes. immediately cruises. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> That scene uh, where they show the backside and then it kind of zooms in on his crotch and she's just standing there, like, yeah, and like <laughs> she was fully thirsting for him, oh, bad, hard, out of control. Um, and so we also have Dennis Haysbert, who um, I think exclusively 
basically it exclusively does um uh whatchamacallit all state commercials he was in he was in, oh. he was in like 24 hours for a long time as the president oh my gosh that's who it is yeah and his that's um, who it is yeah and his um most of his scenes take place at the biltmore shopping center which i was like what that's Saks fifth avenue over there i used to yeah. work right by it okay yeah. do you remember i that? don't even yes i don't even know why i said denzel but you're right that is 100 percent him yeah it he is. does do the he does john the, why did i why did that i have is it i'm all- actually shook I don't know. Is it, it all, is all actually, state? Is it all state? It's, it's all state. state. He does the all state commercial now. Oh my god! So we also have um, that's the voice I recognized. <laughs> uh, so we also have Wendell Pierce who plays um, uh, Lila Rochon's. Um, Which one of, though? Which dirtbag? Because uh, she's got a few of them. <laughs> well, Wendell Pierce has played a. Uh, uh, plays a uh, michael uh davenport he plays who, michael yeah who is like the has like a really funny scene of him like uh-huh. you know the, oh yeah there's a really funny sensual scene yes between there them. is uh-huh. and he's actually like a really great guy that she kind of tosses aside because she hasn't reached that point in her character arc yeah you know what i mean yeah anyway, donald Faison as the 17 year old son but who i didn't know he old. was in this he plays the he plays the son of Loretta Divine, uh, Gloria, who, um, yeah, who like finds out that his dad is is actually gay. He's a homosexual. <clears throat> yeah, and um, I'm interested to okay, and and the and his dad is played by Giancarlo Esposito, and uh, who is a phenomenal actor. Um, why am I not seeing him on here? It's so crazy. Oh, interesting. They are so not putting everybody on here. Let's well, see. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it is like a stacked cast if we were to just go down that way. It's an insane cast for sure. Yeah. And uh, so, but I guess the point is, um, what's the story? This movie's hard to break down because it follows, the, it follows four separate stories of friends. Basically... So it, I can't remember who it is. Is it Whitney Houston? Yes, it's Whitney in the beginning. She's moving to Arizona. That's how it starts. And you get to see the beautiful backdrop of her moving to Arizona to be with all of her friends. Um, and so they get, I kind of can't remember how they get together, but. They don't get together for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like- each, each one <laughs> of them has kind of a roadblock in their life. Yeah, so they're to all speak. materially, they're all fairly successful. They're on different spectrums of like financial success. Yes. Um, Whitney Houston is definitely very successful. She is a hardworking lady. She is sort of, she's been in, I guess, LA for a long time. And we see her coming back to the Phoenix area to make it as a television producer. Yes. For, for a network. Yes. And, um, uh yeah so she like occupies a lot of her time so she has sort of run stagnant in the love department uh-huh and uh she has been unlucky in love in the past and she it's not really on her radar at this point in time so she's moved into town she's sort of like all she needs is like sort of 
um a boy toy for a while and yes. she has she has a she has a a dude that comes around and she kind of complains that she's uh, paying for his seven dollars of gas yeah <laughs> and uh and she but she's like she says it in her there's a lot of um voiceover narration going there on. is and also like a lot of them talking to themselves because they don't have another character there to express how they're feeling honestly this is the cast that i want for sex in the city because this is yeah, sex in yeah. the city before sex in the city very very true very this true. is the cast that, and uh, honestly yeah. it would be far more enjoyable like so much yeah. more entertaining also yeah and like new york city is sort of like an interesting choice i guess but like it's a, i mean phoenix to have a set in phoenix is such a backdrop choice that really works john it's yeah, yeah but also it's so crazy because they kept it's just so crazy to me yeah i don't know why because i mean you can't film movies in arizona anymore really i mean right. you have to jump through hoops you can well, but they i believe they they got rid of the film commission for a very long time yeah and then i don't know what they did but i think they filmed one of the um transformers here like four years ago yeah parts of it <clears throat> yeah so i'm like what did they do how did they i don't get it i think they've reinstated a film commission but it's like going nowhere like well yeah because there are no tax incentives breaking bad was supposed to be filmed in arizona not it, in mexico right but because um arizona did not have a film commission that's offering tax breaks they just went over to new mexico which has the same meth problem <laughs> dude it really has the exact same meth problem but i mean arizona is missing out because you have like iconic so legendary scenery scenery the scenery is beautiful it's the only place that you can actually capture saguaros for your westerns because whenever they film westerns and such in joshua tree all i can see are joshua trees uh -huh. and like you are you're selling this as Arizona and it is not Arizona. <laughs> no, it's not. So, and it never will be. And Arizona is freaking beautiful, dude. Yeah. And, but and I mean, all of you who want to come here, don't. Don't Bye. do it. Don't. Please. See you later. <laughs> but I was looking for saguaros during this movie to see if they'd like just filmed it in California. But no, there's full saguaros there. I know. It's pretty so, amazing. Yeah, it's good. There's, it really is. So I guess, I guess the way we tell the story yeah. is based <laughs> off of like... How we should tell the story is, I guess, based off of each individual character and how their growth happens, because that's kind of what this is with yeah. a bunch of friends, like kind of being involved in each other's life while also right. being busy with their own. Yeah. So Loretta Devine, uh, her unlucky in love situation is she has reared her child who's 17. He's coming of age and um, fleeing the nest is on the horizon for her. And she doesn't like that so much. And no, she's scared and she's sad. Yeah, but she's been doing this thing for a little while. Like, like occasionally, his dad, who uh, he she is not involved with anymore, they have parted ways a long time ago. He um, comes around to visit his son, but she sort of stage manages the situation to where she comes on times where the son is out and they mm -hmm. hook up. Yes. And so, in the time that we see him, he comes and comes out to her as gay. And was like, yeah. and she's like, what? Uh, oh, did you love how she was like, you don't have to be the extreme because I've gained weight. It's right, like, exactly. It's like, I don't. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a lot of depth to these emotions. There is. She's like <laughs> blaming herself for him not being able to have gotten it up for years. Yeah. 
and she uh, blames herself and then his coming out to her uh she's just like you don't have to be this extreme right and then he's just like yeah i've been like quote unquote bi for a while but that was basically just a lie i'm fully gay yep and to have that as a theme in 1995 is actually kind of interesting well it's also pretty progressive for the time too because like i mean and and it was so normal it was so normal, but then you get the son's reaction when he finds out, which was also which normal for the time. Normal for the time, but also still echoes that 1995 mentality towards it, gays. It did, but that's what uh, makes it authentic mom, feeling. Yes, and the mom defends the dad. She does, and she's, she's like, like, you better watch your mouth. Yeah, and I was like, whenever he said the F word, I was like, oh no, how are they going to deal with it? How are we going to do it this time, guys? I thought they did a great job. And the thing yeah. is, it's like, yeah, when they drop the F-bomb. And the thing is, it's like, I know people don't want to hear these things in movies, but there are still people out today who say it and they say it with malice. It's not, yeah. it doesn't change. You can't just erase it from a movie because you don't want to hear it. People need right. to hear it and they need to hear the impact that it has. Uh, yeah, because it's very in uncomfortable for the people. right situations. Don't and just I go throwing them around. Right. And I feel like this was a perfect situation. It was. The scene was really good because it's between uh, Loretta Devine and Donald Faison. She discovers Donald Faison oh getting. Gosh, the scene was wild. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, she just, she, he's been living in the guest house uh -huh. as like a grown adult, 17 year old. And uh, she goes to find him and she opens the door on him, like getting hit by by this white girl <laughs> yeah by some white girl who <laughs> runs away immediately runs away on. yeah <laughs> immediately runs away she's like i'm sorry uh -huh. <laughs> it was actually really comical <laughs> she hightails it without a goodbye she has nothing to do with anything no she's like peace on i've been had <laughs> yeah and then um and so loretta divine's like oh my god and then so she's like she's storming back to her house her side of the house and then the Donald Faison for some reason is following her which is really weird and she accidentally outs his dad uh -huh. and um and he's like what my dad's a f word and then I was yep. like oh no where yep. are we going? It, oh it was hard too I was like Ugh. and then he kind of has this moment of emotional roller coaster that we go through John he was going through it but then he actually was going through it. I'm like, girl, you're not the one who's coming out. Like you don't, you're not. Uh -uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is a, as a, as a gay person who also has a dad who has come out, I'm sort of like sympathetic with that. Like I still, I had struggled. You know what? I guess I hadn't even considered that it would be a struggle. It was a struggle, even though I was immediately like, okay, I know like things happen. But at the same time, it was more of a deeper struggle because I was, I was the, the kid of somebody who was living a lie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's, That's a lot gotta... to reconcile because it's like, oh, all of these really terrible decisions through life that I was like clocking as we go. I'm like, why? Like a lot of confusion was suddenly made sense to me. Uh, so I that get is it. a lot to deal with. This movie is deep. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. A lot of complicated uh, situations, uh, relationships. Yes. This movie is very relationship oriented. Yeah. And not just relationships <clears throat> with people, but relationships with yourself. 
Yeah, and like um, with Loretta Devine relationship with her own child. Yes, and um, herself, and, and herself, and and the man across the street. Oh, she was on top of that man across the street. She was the first one there. He was she, in the U-Haul packing things out. She, she immediately was like, "Come over for dinner." It's like I've known you for three seconds. Not before she totally judged him as like the help, right? Which was crazy to me, right? I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> but i mean oh thank god it's the morning time oh yeah, yeah 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 i might be coughing like a smoker but i'm not oh that's totally cool i don't know what it is uh uh <laughs> gallergies maybe i don't know maybe i'm just getting old and i'm like snoring in my sleep and i aspirate true that could be it and so all through the morning, I'm just like coughing. But anyway, um, what else goes down? Who have we got? We haven't gotten to yet. Um, we haven't gotten through three people. Oh, my God. I'm getting hung up. What Can time is it? out? Yeah, we'll do help it real quick. Out. So Loretta basically comes to terms with the fact that her son is going to leave. She wants him to go to ASU where he's been accepted, but he wants to go to Spain mm-hmm. and live abroad for a year so he can go experience life. The neighbor is trying to explain to her, this is okay. And they kind of have a little bit of a tiff and a falling out because she doesn't want to hear the truth, especially from someone who, you know, her son looks up to and kind of has a father figure now. And so she's just mad. So anyway, long story short with Loretta, they come to terms, her and the neighbor and her son goes off to Spain and it's like great for them. Like the relationship yeah. is repaired. They're both happy. Yeah. And you see Loretta happy. Yes. Um, but oh, we should so- say this movie all takes place within a span of a year. It starts on New Year's and it ends on New Year. Yeah. So they all come through there. They start their journey. And, and at the end of the year, they end their journey and start a new one. They start a new uh, journey, which good for them. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So if we get to um, uh, uh, Leela, what's her name? Uh, Robin, Robin, by played by Leela Rashan. Love she's, her, love she's her like, so much. Yes, she's more of like the youngster in the girl group. Uh-huh. She uh, is sort of like dating a lot of different guys, and love they're all that for her. very good for her. They're all gorgeous. Yes, but they're also <laughs> a lot of them are trash bums for sure. Freaking bums, she, definitely. She dabbles in a. Uh, they're all very finite dynamics like she knows she knows it on some level too right she knows it's not for the long haul but she wants it to be so bad yeah she has like this fantasy this this idea of what she wants in a relationship in a man and she does find it yes she does she does find it with this with this guy what's his name again michael yeah michael he she's like you know what i don't really I'm not super attracted to him, but he's got every, she she takes all the boxes in other categories. He's financially well off. He's very successful. He can provide for her and she's going to, she's going to sleep with them and see how it goes. And uh, he's very, very bad in bed, which is really funny. And he's also sweating. And I was sweating on top of her. I was I was like, oh my God. That, that scene is actually pretty <laughs> hilarious though. Cause the way the what he's saying, the way he's talking, 
I'm like, this is so amazing. It was a really funny scene. Yeah. It's a it really be, funny scene. It's very funny. And there's a trend in this movie of showing like the disappointing sex <laughs> yes. with with these women and their yeah. mindset while it's happening. Even Whitney Houston has one. Yes, she does and have a scene. They are just so not getting what they need. No. And but the man is like, uh-huh. they're doing a very good job at depicting that, I would uh-huh. say. <laughs> A very, very good job at depicting that one-sided. Very much so. And, um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Michael does that in this case, but he doesn't notice afterward. He was like, that was great, right? And he just had no frame of reference. He's never been questioned about it. And, but she's like, this, that was actually horrible and awful. And I know. And then then he's, (laughs) he wants to talk it out with her and resolve it. And he does. And he promises to give her everything that she wants because she's like blatantly honest with him. And uh, because she, I guess she feels like she has no skin in the game, right? No, so. she's like, I want a house in Scottsdale. He was like, I have a house in Scottsdale. <laughs> she's like, got it. Yours. Um, done. She was, yeah, she, all of these different things that she wants. He was like, you don't want a lot, do you? Yeah. And he gives her this really good job that at his company that he works at. And then whenever he sort of, does this at work situation where she does a presentation and he like criticizes her a little bit. Yeah. She, she leaves him right away. Yeah. Like that's something that she could have totally uh, had overcome, but then she decides to leave and, you know, leave a good situation. And then she goes to all these really model hot guys who are like drug addicts. Yep. Uh, lecherous dogs. Oh, talk about it for real somebody who's currently married there's a lot of married men in this right finite opportunities yeah but also it's like the cheating is rampant it's It's it's, like even um even angela bassett dabbles as she does as the other lady right and we'll get to her arc and we'll get to her story in a second let's get to it right now we're here well let's finish robbins so what happens is We want to finish Robin's story and I'll do it quick. So Robin has all of these failed relationships with these men that she think are perfect. And she's like, Oh Lordy, Lordy. She's like, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? She ends up realizing that her self-worth is more important than these people. She finds out that the, one of the, that a married man who she kind of was falling for, who keeps saying he's going to leave his wife, isn't going to, but she's also pregnant Mm -hmm. with his baby. Yes. At the end of it, she's like, you know what? I don't need you. I don't need any of this. After he comes and knocking and he says, oh, I finally left my wife. And she said, well, that's great for you, but I don't care. Get off my doorstep. Also, I didn't I'm having it really right. And she (laughs) was like, I'm pregnant with your child and we don't need you at all. So she closes the door in his face and her character arc finishes with her being like, you know what? I'm worth more than this. And I don't need anyone. I actually I'm powerful enough to be me. Yeah, she could just do it herself, and she's going to raise the baby alone. But she does consider not keeping it, which I think she is does. poignant for the 90s, 95s. She does. Yeah. Which is a good moment by the pool. But I'm also like, no, like, it's too hot, especially if they really <laughs> are having the pool time. I'm like, there's no way. They're just sitting in the sun. No, there's no trees around. Like, uh, you can't. It's 110 <laughs> degrees in Phoenix, and you can't do that. John, it's going to be... Our first 115 next Saturday. Why? The first 115, which means it's only up from there. That's We're probably going to be in 120 
122. I feel like every single year in Phoenix is breaking a record heat-wise. Oh, God, I'm not ready, dude. It's it's already in the morning at like six. It's already 90 degrees. I'm like, shut yeah. up. No, 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 no. But anyway, no. too that, hot for them. Yeah, that I do not miss. I so, miss no, I, I'm jealous of you and your weather <laughs> situation. Uh, okay, so um, let's move on to, sorry, are we moving? <clears throat> God damn. Are we moving to are we tuberculosis? To, I don't think so. Okay, good. Jeff, but I'm no doctor, so I would probably go check. I mean, I'm coughing uh, up blood. Oh, well, in that case, that is a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty good indicator of tuberculosis. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I feel Bernadette, like are we moving to Bernadette? Or are we moving to I'm um, so bad with character names? Let's so see Bernadette is um <clears throat> Angela Bassett. The character. Angela Bassett. Or should yeah. we do Whitney Houston's character first? Uh, we kind of did her, but not really. But yeah, her arc is what she definitely is putting work before any relationship, but she does sort of get involved with somebody from the past who, who is, is married. Who is married. She knows that he's married. And they... her mom is the one that set them up, which is the shocking part because she tells because... her mom he's married. And she's like, yeah, but he's a good man. And he's trying so to get out he... of it. He called her mom. Yep. To in this really fucked up John, scenario. That's so weird. And that's was like so weird. It's very very weird because she's like he's like trying to get the mom to implant the idea right. of an affair into Whitney Houston's mind by right. saying that he's unhappy in his marriage. Yes. And is moving towards a divorce eventually. He just hasn't mustered up enough courage or whatever. And so she he comes to Phoenix now and again, and they completely hook up every single time. Uh huh. And it's like this burgeoning romance and they have like a legit connection from the past. They do. But she has, they are sitting at the Biltmore. The yes, shopping they center, are. And uh, they are, she has this moment of clarity after, uh, where she's after like, speaking with Robin, they yeah. kind of work it out together. I think. Yeah, because like Robin's been the other woman for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, she's just sort of like chooses that she doesn't, Whitney Houston decides that she doesn't want to do this anymore. Yep. And so he's like, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. It's going to happen. And then she's like, you know what? No, like this isn't working for me. Like I'm not happy with myself doing this. I don't want this to be me in my life. And like, like yours, she has this, like, even though he's like very charming and polite and nice and romantic, she kind of sees through it finally. And it's like, you're a monster. He's actually a giant dirtbag because he was like, you know, I was going to get divorced, but now, you know, my daughter thinks she's going to be having another sister. Yeah. And so we're going to have to push it back. And he keeps doing yeah. this run around and Whitney's just like, no, I'm sorry. Bye. Yeah, she's like, I don't. She realizes that she doesn't immediately need love to be satisfied. Yeah, she's happy with just doing her thing, and that fulfills her. Yeah, and not being professional. Society, yeah, which society tells her that she needs to be like, uh, with a husband. She's thirty three. She does not look thirty three. No, I also <laughs> I really liked how I really liked how she had that moment with her mom because you could tell her mom. Yeah. Afterward, her mom calls her and is like, hey, so I've been told that you're not going right. to this relationship. Right. Which means that he went to her. 
he did freaking which is crazy dude freaking loser so he's a loser and then yeah. whitney tells her mom basically like stop trying to tell me how to live my life this is my life it's not yours i'm happy where i'm at blah 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 then she basically tells her mom to go f herself and then she calls her back and apologizes for disrespecting yeah. and then all is good with her mom's relationship and her relationship as well so yes, they do and so they have some kinks to work out obviously but it is an evolution um a watershed moment yes. in their relationship yes um and which i thought was great and it's complicated and not one way or the other no which I thought, which everything and every uh, character or in the ensemble, every character has um, a resolution like that. It's really, they do. it's gray, it's uncertain, it, but at least they have found that thing within themselves that makes them uh, close that previous chapter. Yep. Open a new one. And let's and that's get to when we Angela get to, Bassett. Yeah, that's when we get to Ber Bernadine, not Bernadette. It's Bernadine. They call Bernadine. her Bernie. Bernie. Is so, that, is that a um, is that a euphemism or a play on words for what she does, Bernie? Oh, probably a Bernie. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, Bernie's character starts off with, if a she looks amazing, like we said, she's eating the Always. scenery. Oh, Everything, speaking of amazing, moment. I we'll get right back to her, John. One of the first scenes when we see Whitney Houston in that brown dress yeah. in her hotel room. Yeah, yes, yes, John, yes, yes, yes. I truly was like, oh, gorge. She looks amazing. She looks you guys, good. Whitney Houston looks amazing in this form fitting brown dress. And I That's all I could crazy. think about, I was like, God, she's so gorgeous. Okay, back to Angela Bassett being yeah. gorgeous in her room yeah. with her husband coming in saying, hey, I'm leaving you for my assistant. But he does it in this weird way where he's like, he hey, goes, do you mind you... if we not go oh. to this event tonight that you spent all afternoon getting ready for and you look amazing for? And she's like, um, no. No, she's right. actually happy. No, she's happy because if you remember in the voiceover, she's like, I really don't want to go to this. Yeah. When he says, would you mind not going? You can see the spark of joy on her face. Like, oh, we're going to spend the night together. And no. No, they're not. <laughs> He's like, I'm having an affair. And it's uh, with uh, my assistant. Uh -huh. And um, we, I'm leaving you. And she's a white woman, which is a huge issue for... Yeah. Be yes. And she even brings it up. She was like, would it matter? It, she, he's like, what do you care? Would it be better if it were with a black woman? And she kind of sits there with like, and then she tells him it'd be better if you were, a, if you were black. Yeah. So that which I don't understand the reference. Cause I'm not black. I think, I think it's just like, I'm not going to speculate, but I think in her arc, in terms of her arc, it's just like a, an extra low blow. Oh, of right. Like, of like, Oh, I'm just like, I've never been your cup of tea kind of a thing. And right. so, right, you know, right, right, right. I know there's nuances um, about that statement, but I just like, I obviously I don't, but I, it stings a little bit more and she's doing it to hurt him. She's right. She's immediately um, has like daggers in her eyes and she is a out. John. She's immediately she, out for blood. When she, it looks pissed. I would not want no, I don't want to be on the receiving end of that glare. No, I was no. just to say, <laughs> not not one bit. It's a it's a known Angela Bassett look. 
And God, no, she's no, so no. good at it. She's so good at it. And she still manages to look the most gorgeous while also looking like she will rip your dick Murder off. Murder you. Um, Murder you. So he leaves and he's like, I'll be back for my stuff in like four or five days. And, and she's they have like, two children together. The F you will. Yeah. So she gathers all of his belongings, throws them into his car. But okay, I love the rev up to this whole scene. And it's a... Right. It's a very memorable scene. I feel like it's the most when she goes through the house. notable scene of the entire movie. Um, it's she like revs up. She's all alone and she starts monologuing to herself. Right. Like in a rage while she goes right. into his um, enormous walk-in closet and she looks at everything and she's just like, like serial killers aren't as anal as you. And, right. Like, she goes through with all these one-liners tearing everything apart stuffs it all into his really expensive car yes and then wheels it out into the driveway and sets it on fire but the way she does it is it's truly so good cinematic it's so good and then when the fire department comes up i thought the scene was so hilarious <clears throat> the fire department said like yeah. ma'am do you know that your car is on fire she's like yes uh it's like so what and yeah uh, and he and he goes you're not allowed to burn anything but trash in your vicinity she was like it is trash and i was like <laughs> i said yeah. okay work bitch right and, and then she's she like it won't happen again slams the door in the fire department's face like <laughs> i can't be bothered right now you're on my property yeah she's like bye but is she but also let's go back a little bit it's amazing let's go back to the way she starts the fire is she pours right. lighter fluid all over it uh-huh. she lights her cigarette right. and then tosses it onto the flames it's crazy and then she it's walks so away from it looking it, amazing john it's so good yeah she it's such a great shot that great. scene is so good everything yeah. about that moment is so incredible to me yeah nobody else could have played that role no, uh, Angela Bassett just has this flavor to her that she brings to the role that nobody else can do or they can't do it like her. She has no. set herself apart from every 100%. single other movie star. 100%. Yeah. Watching this, watching this movie and realizing like, oh, wow. Like she really does. She really just... She is the main character in an ensemble, which is crazy. Yeah, and she... Because that's not the point of this movie, but she still stills every scene she's in. I think also her... her You can see that she has like an awareness of like the director's um, vision of style and mood and atmosphere that they are trying to achieve. Because like Forrest Whitaker does this really interesting thing that was sort of indicative of the mid-90s, like where it's very sort of stylized art deco ish where it's um the the 90s had this obsession with art deco and like a throwback to noir films and 1930 films and this this does back to her when she goes into the biltmore john when she walks in and they have that aerial shot and it looks old but it looks so classy right and it's a whole it's just a scene at a bar but at the same time you have the lit cigarette doing the smoke between them the backlighting john i was like that's incredible backlighting because it looked so like yeah and it's just it's just two people talking right but at the same time every single movement that angela bassett is making is 
old school movie star. She's so good. She's it's, so good. And it's, it's consistent throughout this entire thing. Even when she storms into the boardroom right of her and husband slaps yeah. the ever living shit out ever. of the assistant it's, Dude, a it's really, amazing it's not just a regular slap it's no. like <laughs> and whenever she did that i was like oh shit and like, John, she, she just <laughs> and the assistant it was who, so good the assistant just hightails it out of there along with the entire boardroom. Right. Cause they all know, listen, they're like, nope, <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. That was so good. So basically so good. Angela Bassett's character at this point, her, her character has to go through her marriage ending, her yeah. never being the person for her husband that she thought that she was. Yeah. And then having to reconcile all these emotions while also figuring out how am I going to survive? My husband's not going to give me any money. <sighs> yeah. So she's going through a very messy divorce and. And he doesn't care like how one like, bit, how much money she has. He doesn't um, care one bit, but at even the though end she of... created his life and their life mm-hmm. and he's she taking no all of credit it. for it at all. No, but she does have, she does her thing and dates here and there and does this and that. And right. then she meets the man at the Biltmore who is just a stranger to her. Yes. Uh, they meet at the bar after like the thing, after a really bad day with the judge. Right. Uh, um, so she's just getting drunk at the bar by herself and she looks amazing. Scotch and soda. And yes, she does look amazing. I was going to say yeah. that outfit too. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, you want to know what yeah. though? Because the wardrobe department was incredible for this. Uh, yeah. It really, in my opinion, it really was. It was great for the time, and every single one of them yeah. looked incredible. Every and, scene, right? And the man at the bar does even tell her that her makeup looks flawless, and I'm like, whoa, is he gay? <laughs> okay, right. But guess what? But it does look flawless when they go back up to the room after Mm -hmm. they're talking and he tells her oh my wife's dying and i was like is this guy lying or is he being truthful he was truthful Uh, but i was looking at angela bassett's skin john gorgeous not a single flaw i was like there's no brush stroke on on the face not not one one everything blends together so beautifully her eyebrows the point at the tip was it was flawless. Her face looked amazing. The and script I was like, said flawless and they did the flawless. Yeah, she brought it. <laughs> she brought the flawless with herself. So basically but, yeah. they do sleep together, but not in that sense. Yeah, they, they just fall asleep each other. next to each other because his wife's dying and he's absolutely in love with her, but he needs to find a moment. Yeah. And I think they just both wanted to not feel alone. Right. And I kind of love that scene because I'm like, it's really heartwarming. It adds a nuance and depth to to her character and right. also this sort of side character that you really get a, this rich storyline from and right it's a really great and the movie has a the movie has a lot of depth and layers and these women are complicated not perfect um and they all end, dealing with their own things yeah they end together um yep. uh angela bassett she does get the money that she is owed from her husband and they have she gets moment. a lot of money good yeah. for her she gets a and lot a, of money a house in cabo even right i was like what you get <laughs> a like, house why didn't we go there <laughs> right. uh, so i mean 
um he does sort of like take it easy on her right and, and he shakes she, her hand she appreciates appreciates it and she sort of sets that bad blood aside and is yes. like you know what we're gonna have to co-parent these things together yep and uh yeah and then the movie ends all of the friends together at a lake. I was trying to figure out where they were exactly. Me too. I mean, you could see. Like, I couldn't remember. Yeah, but it looked like, like there was some sort of dam or something in the background. And then you have the fireworks going off. I will say I really hate the choppiness of how it was like mm -hmm. at the end. The choppiness looked, was bothering yeah. me. I, you know what I did? I looked over <laughs> to my redacted and I was like, you know why it looks like that? They didn't film it at the right frame rate. Right. John, <laughs> the choppiness was so bad. And maybe maybe it wasn't originally intended to be shot in slow-mo, so they did it at a regular frame rate. I was going to say, do you think they had to do it in post? I think in post, they were like, this should have been in slow motion. They did it in post because it, it was like, dude, 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 dude. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like they, needed to like... film it, they needed to film it at a higher frame rate for that effect. But I mean, it is like an artistic effect, I guess, if you want to call sure. it Sure. Sure, I I won't. <laughs> on on the day, it was clear they did not they did not have a higher frame rate. So uh, that's my only complaint on that end, and that's at the very end. And honestly, it makes no difference. It just it just bothered me. I was like, why is it so choppy? I was like, you know, if even if you don't know if something's going to be in slow motion or not, like you need to prepare speed for that, it anyway. Do a higher frame rate. But this is a time where like obviously film for digital and like if film is that expensive, you don't want to be expensive. You don't want to be filming at a higher frame rate if, if right. uh, you're not going to intend to use it. Right. Uh, but yeah, and it works. It. It's whatever. The, the movie's over. Everybody <laughs> has their arc. Everyone develops a new, like, yeah. they develop a new understanding of who they are. And also how much they sort of need each other as friends. Because right. in, they did all need each other. At the beginning, you kind of see them totally not together. You know that they're friends because they talk about each other or like, um uh what's her face is is the hairdresser to Angela Gloria. Bassett. Gloria, Gloria. Is the hairdresser, mm -hmm. successful in her own right. Yes. Um, and uh yeah, so but they they do come together through this series and realize they just need themselves and their and their best friends to be fulfilled. Absolutely. Which I think is is I liked this movie. I really enjoyed it. Me too. I will say, so my only thing with this, I guess we can get into the review before yeah. we give like the actual. So, I mean, out of 10 white girls giving Donald face on a BJ in the, in like a, in a guest house, I'm going to give this movie like, probably, <laughs> I want to give this movie about an eight. Yeah. I would say I don't, I don't want to go higher. And my reason being is because like, as much as I did enjoy this movie, there were parts of it for me that did drag. Like I felt like it dragged on. Obviously they had to spend enough time for all of these characters to grow. Um, yeah, it is very much an ensemble piece for sure. And, it, and I'll say this, some of the actors, um, more specifically, uh, Whitney Houston's man, um, the Allstate guy, right. he's not a great actor. Um, um, he was, he's, he, he did he can, the job. He has a fine. great smile. That's he has for a sure. great smile and he has a great voice. Um, but also, oh my gosh, Wesley Snipes in the beginning kind of wasn't doing it for me. And I was like, but whenever they get to the hotel room and he goes on his sob story, it got a little That's better. when for me, I was like, yeah. okay, this is better. I'm like, okay. So they, you know, they were there to, <laughs> they were there to be there. They were um, there to give this show to these 
these four phenomenal actresses. Right. I just kind of wish that the men that were cast, uh, don't get me wrong, everyone that Robin was with, those guys were incredible actors. Oh my God. They did amazing jobs. They, they did. did amazing jobs. So and I would say, I would, I would say if I can right now. Yeah, you can. My favorite of, of her paramours uh, is Leon, the one that she has the, the baby with. Yes. He's, That's the, all I'm going to say. The, I think they both did really well. Yeah. Um, but overall, kind he of did, a slowness. He did very well. <laughs> he did very well. Well, it, well, his character's name is Russell, but his uh, stage name is Leon. Yeah. But, sorry, eight for me. Eight okay. for me. Just you know, the slowness. I would say it's very fair. That's very fair. And, and it is because of nothing to do, in my opinion, with like the actors or anything like that. Um like it was very like nineties acting in some moments, but, um, I, for me, it is also rooted in like the story of it all. Um, for me, I would also give it an eight cause I was thinking like nine or 10, but like, but it is the, um, the, the problem, I mean, although I enjoyed all the scenes and where they were going, like they mm-hmm. would sell me on the scenes as they developed, but whenever they would introduce a new scene, I was like, oh God, okay, like what are we gonna do now? And yeah. um there was like there they weren't connected in a dynamic way. It was sort of just like a collection of scenes right. um, from a play almost, which I mean makes sense. You have Forrest Whitaker who's an actor um directing the movie, so he's gonna hand it to these, give all the space for these really good performances, which they are. Like Yes, they are. They absolutely are. Even, I mean, Whitney killed it too. Like Whitney killed it. Yeah. And a lot of the time she's like on the phone or doing voiceover. Right. She did a really great job. I think overall acting wise. Yes. All the actors were good. Like I said, though, well, all of the lead characters were amazing. There was was sort of a lack of tension a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, The stakes weren't extraordinarily high. Uh, there were the board. literally no stakes at yeah. all. There, there was weren't. no, yeah, there was no like real dramatic question in a way, but, uh, but yeah, but other, other than that, like it was great. Very I've never read the moments. source material. I know it's yes. based off a book. I've never read it. So I'm, I don't oh, know how. Yeah. It's based off of the book uh, by Terry McMillan, who also was involved in the screenplay with Ron Bass, but Terry McMillan, she also wrote, another famed legendary um angela bassett piece called how stella got her groove back right so and i want it i've never girls watched trip. that with girls i did trip. watch i did watch girls trip she i can't believe she did girls trip that's insane i did watch girls trip <laughs> so, <laughs> uh yeah uh anyway um so i feel like yeah just like an eight I suppose, but also before before we get into like the Rotten Tomatoes of it, I wanted to acknowledge that before. Okay, so Angela Bassett, whenever she storms into that boardroom, and she has victory rolls, right? She's doing Joan Crawford. John, she is Joan, <laughs> right? She's absolutely Joan Crawford. She is doing "Don't Fuck with Me, Bella." I was just I, gonna say that, and I own fifty-one uh, percent of this company. Right. I was gonna say, yeah. and she does roll in there. This is basically <laughs> that scene, which I thought was pretty incredible, and, and her I do think style, it's intentional. Right, and her acting style is over the top. I think 
with her, they were very much referencing Joan Crawford on purpose right. somehow. And that, I don't know what it is, but it's the victory rolls tipped it off for me. The perfect eyebrows. Uh, the perfect <laughs> skin, dude. Yeah. I don't she, know. She just, actually might be one of the most gorgeous women in Hollywood. I'm not joking. No. Yeah. It's, I think it's agreed upon. I believe that she is, she carries such movie stardom with her. It's wild. Like she understands how to be a movie star and she, she does that. I don't even think it's a matter of understanding. It's just a natural quality. Maybe. But I, I yeah. think it's just a natural quality for her. Yeah. Possibly. I know. I know Kiki Palmer does an Angela Bassett impression. I love Kiki. I know. <laughs> I love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> I would argue that Kiki Palmer is like the next generation of Angela Bassett. I would say she's that, so good. Like that star quality, right? That stylized form of acting that's at the same time stylized and uh, very truthful and organic, which is hard to do. I think you have to be very talented. Yeah. So that that's one of those things. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So rotten tomatoes. <laughs> anyway. So rotten tomatoes. Uh, oh, where did we go? Let's get over here. Let's go to rotten tomatoes.com. So um, this 1995 comedy drama um, at a runtime of two hours and one minute <laughs> Is a it gets sixty one percent on the tomatometer. It does. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, but it is somewhat of a crowd pleaser at seventy nine percent. John, we were there. Yeah, I, you know that's two. That's in two weeks. We've both been like on the side of the audience. Yeah, I don't like think I, I'm with the critics on this one. I no. mean, I can see. I can see how a six. I actually can't see how a 60, maybe a 70 makes more sense. But like for me, it personally was like, it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I I had never watched this movie before, but also I knew that it had been around since I was a child. But right. it was like one of those movies that we didn't rent because it was unknown that they had like love scenes in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at, at that point in my childhood, we weren't like watching rated R movies. Um, but Anyway, so the critics Same-sies. say, the critics say, waiting to exhale looks at life's ups and downs from an underseen perspective, albeit one that's poorly served by uneven acting and a sporadically interesting story. Oh, that was harsh. That actually was really. That was really harsh. That's a good girl. That is the car on fire in a driveway. Yeah. <laughs> like they just broke up with the movie. <laughs> But I don't know. Was, I don't agree with that at all. I thought the acting was really good. I don't. Maybe maybe they're referencing. Because for me, I thought the acting was great. But like I said, if they're some, gonna have the, some players were not as good as the no, cast. Sure. No, and that's the issue for me. If you're gonna have this powerhouse of a cast who's so incredible, every single person who's in a scene with them, they also have to bring that level. And to yeah. me, I definitely recognize that I'm with the critics on that because okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, this ain't it. You, if you have someone next to Angela Bassett, they have to be on her level. Yes. Have to. Right. And, but the thing is for me, I felt like that was also a directorial choice 
Oh, maybe. Because nobody was, ev- none of these men were ever at risk of upstaging any of the four. They weren't. But the thing is, is I, because here's the thing, Angela Bassett with these men, even her husband's role, I'm like, it yeah, wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah, I yeah. need a character and I need a person who can bring the same level of heat that yeah. Angela Bassett's bringing with that cigarette and kerosene girl. Yeah. Has to. Yeah. Even in, um, even in the moments where all the girls were together for the birthday night where they're all right. just together. I mean, they were, I, I looked over when they were at, dancing, John, I smiled. Cause I was like, that seems so fun, but please like continue. Yeah, exactly. But before we get to that point, mm-hmm. like they all, they all drink a lot too much. Yes. And, like, and the movies, I mean, the, the camera's like panning across like these, these lazy people who are like drunk on the couch. Like you get Whitney Houston lazying out. You get all the people there on the couch, whatever, a really big sectional. And then the the camera sets on Angela Bassett and she is not relaxing. No. (laughs) She is is always intense. She always, always always super intense. It is like way too late to be this intense. And then she's like, starts to get a little sad drunk. And it's like, I want to drunk dial this, this, um, my, my ex-husband's girlfriend in the middle of the night and say some words. And they're like, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Can I tell you this? I'm so glad you bring this up like before we close out because I wish they would have cut that scene entirely. You think so? I do. Okay. I do not, not the, not the living room scene, not the birthday, the phone scene, because right. Here's the thing. It's, I get it. You want to call this person, but like there, for me, there was really no payoff when she was like i'm so sad we know you're sad and that's all it was and then guess what they were dancing immediately after there was yeah it sort of like was that didn't connect in a way that didn't connect for me and i wish they would have just cut that telephone scene i didn't need it immediately before she was having a great time right i get it she got in her feelings we've all been there but like (laughs) i love how they were like everybody's having a great time super drunk and passing out on the couch and then it sets on Angela Bassett, who's like way too intense for right, right. now. Right. So, <laughs> but it was glorious in, in, in an Angela Bassett way, I think. It, I mean, she killed the scene, but I yeah. just think that there, that part didn't really connect with the yeah. actual. I, I do hear you on that for sure. Not for me. It wasn't for me. And I do, I do agree that it does feel a lot of these scenes are disjointed in a lot of ways, but yeah. it does pay off in the end if you just it, go along with it and enjoy it for what it is, right? I mean, honestly, I enjoyed it. No matter what, I did enjoy the movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into like romance, um, introspective drama movies at all. Like I need like punchy action. I need a little bit of violence. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, uh, I was fully engaged this entire time and I was very, it was very unexpected for me. Right. I liked all of the stories. Each separate story was fun. Yeah. It was deep and human and they executed it well uh, for what it was. And yeah. Yeah. That's I'd waiting say to watch exhale. it. If you haven't watched Waiting to Exhale, watch this movie. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. At least current. from an audience standpoint. Yeah. You can just, you can watch it and it's not a drag. No. Surprisingly. Because sometimes yeah. you think it's going to, but it picks itself back up. I it can think. be slow, but it's not a drag. Yeah, right. It's slow, so. but not a drag. Um, but with that, Travis. John. We did it again. We always do. We always do. We talk about it for 
for a while. Yeah. How long have we been going? <laughs> I don't know. There's not a timer. We are doing this on Zoom now because Riverside was a complete and utter failure. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so. Also, we don't care. That's not our opinion. That's everyone's opinion. So hmm. maybe yeah. work on that, Riverside, because you're We're not so... getting money from us anymore. Yeah, but I can say, Travis, that it, it is the last three weeks of doing this on Riverside was kind of like I felt like I wasn't connecting. Right. Because we were lagging and we now were... we actually can talk like normal. <laughs> yeah, we were reacting to like past versions of ourselves. We were. Like yeah. our future selves had to hear the past <laughs> versions and then we could re respond and see, look, it's so much better now. It's smoother. I mean, you could hear it. You could hear the lag and, and the recording. Right. You can't, you could. Yes. There were at times that I could hear echo too. And I was like, mm -mm, oh, not God. a good one not fun so no. we're sorry for those at home we are but we have but apologize we will know more because we are now uh because we are now doing a zoom which has great recording options for all of you right. out there who are looking for it if you do podcasts and you're looking to record check out zoom it's also yeah. cheaper than riverside so true we might just be late to the party and this is not a great revelation right to us we're all like this is amazing <laughs> well have you guys heard of this thing called zoom oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i do remember whenever zoom was like new like right at the beginning of the pandemic they were like what zoom huh this is a revelation yeah yeah, yeah. zoom makes the world go round it really does so Anyway, like, follow, comment, subscribe, go to our Instagram, Mean Girls Interrupted, where we, uh, I was kind of slacking, but that's fine. Go there and follow us. Go to Apple, give us a five-star review yeah. or a five-star rating and leave us a review because we need it. And follow uh, there because otherwise you won't get it. They won't also, tell you that we do new things. Right, 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 right. You have to follow. Um, and then also just go to our website and kind of browse around over there, do whatever you want. Just move your mouse around on it, on the yeah. mouse pad and just the cursor yeah. can go anywhere on our website. We love that. We actually made it so that you yeah. can put the cursor anywhere on your screen. Yeah. Also we website. have, we have a giveaway coming up. We do announcement it's announcement for the giveaway. Cause everybody loves a good giveaway. Yeah. So all what, you wait, have to do. But first, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Before I reveal the steps yeah, yeah. you have to take to enter the sweepstakes, is you have to uh, go to all the things. You have to go mm -hmm. to the Instagram. You got to go to the Apple Podcast. You got to follow. You got to subscribe on our mm -hmm. YouTube. You got to yeah. rate, review. You got to leave at least one comment because we'll be watching. Oh. And you got to like uh, share it on your feed or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, like, what you will get is um, Travis and I will personally arrange to come over to your house, take everything from inside of your closet and stuff it inside of your car and wheel it out to the street in front of your house and set it on fire. <laughs> that, that's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. It is a promise from us to you. Yes. Only if you do all those things. But you have to do those things if you want us to torch your car and yeah, belongings. So if you didn't catch it the first time, rewind it a little bit listen to it again yeah. i know it's hard and confusing mm -hmm. you just got to engage us on social medias and yeah. all the platforms and also um uh sell us you need to retitle your home if you're a homeowner to our name <laughs> that's correct yes so i guess i guess we did it yeah travis uh, i guess we're gonna have to see you at the movies roll the credits you <laughs> extremely long string of
um, uh, uh, homosexual uh, things. Epithets. Is that it? Is that no, the word? Epilets. Oh, no, no, no. I do like those. Anyway, waiting to exhale. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>